welcome to the Moonshots podcast. It is a sensational, it is a super sporty episode 78. I'm your co-host Mike Parsons and as always I'm joined by the athlete himself, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning. Good morning, co-teammate, captain and uh, basketball extraordinaire, Mike. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they call me Mike. You can just call me your airness. Oh, I love it. Good work. Good work. I'll be the defensive guy. You, you could be Dennis Rodman. You could be maybe Scotty Pippen. But if we are <laughs> leading the witness just a little bit, Mark, get everybody out of their misery. What is the focus of this very new series and one of the most exciting shows of the year? So we've had a great few sessions. We've talked about the media innovators. We delved into Adam Grant and uh, really focused on three of his key books and, and big ideas about resilience. We're now taking, like you say, Mike, a little bit of a step change on the court. And now we're focusing, really exciting, on the Sports Innovator Series. And today on episode 78, we're going to be focusing on the man, the myth, the legend that is Michael Jordan. I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time, isn't he? You know, I, I couldn't even list all of his accolades, Mike. I think he's got so many. I'd probably run out of breath and we probably run out of time on the show, really celebrating uh, all of his career, as well as the influence that he's had on the game itself. Um, what, 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 what immediately comes to mind, Mike, when you were thinking about Michael Jordan and getting excited about covering him in one of our episodes of Moonshots? You know, um, for me, I grew up with, with Michael Jordan. So um, he was so much an inspiration. Um, and even growing up in, in Sydney, Australia, he, he affected us greatly. We're all wearing Jordans. We're all shooting hoops. I mean, it was remarkable. And I think that um, the context of why he is so important is obviously we've had this huge Netflix documentary series, The Last Dance, and uh, this has been perfect work-from-home quarantine fodder. If you thought Tiger King was good, I would say The Last Dance <laughs> takes it another level. But for me, it was a reminder of Mike. For me, this series that you should all check out on Netflix, went so much further in showing us the backstory of the sixth world championship win that they had. And it was incredibly behind the scenes, VIP access, and it showed us uh, really what it takes and the effort and uh, not only the adulation and the attention, but just the sheer hard work. I mean, it's a very special series, The Last Dance, on a very special athlete, Michael Jordan. Wouldn't you say, Marky Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I, I must admit I'm only about halfway through because, uh, you know, I, I, had to, I had to get a piece of the action. Um, for me, my, I suppose, first experience with, with Jordan was probably when the film Space Jam came out, uh, which was in 96. Uh, so I must have been about well, a sprightly 10, I suppose. But even then, I remember, you know, watching it and thinking, oh, I've got to, I've got to get a basketball. 
I've got to get out there and start shooting some hoops. And it was, it was an inspirational film. But what's interesting when, you know, we've been digging into The Last Dance and digging into Michael Jordan and all of the fantastic clips and speeches and uh, awards uh, that he's, you know, received over over the years and the, the Hall of Fame um, uh, speeches and, and, and talks that he's done is this idea of, of, of guidance that he can give us when you say mm. Mark, this direction that he can give us from being the greatest basketball player, maybe one of the greatest sportsmen of all time. And, and the lessons that we can learn from him with regards to activity, uh, mindset, you know, I'm not going to give away all the clips <laughs> right now, <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed getting into Jordan because it's quite inspirational. It's a great way to, well, to approach your, your work. There. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Inspirational, but instructional mm. as well. What, what's actually really good about um, sports is that because of the clarity of, you know, points, win, loss, there's a field, you've got to stay inside the lines, um, they tend to articulate the rules for success even clearer than entrepreneurs because mm. success is slightly more amorphous or ambiguous with entrepreneurship. What is really exciting is we have an action-packed show ahead. We have a slew of inspirational clips that will, if you're listening to this in bed, which is rather cozy thought, but this will certainly get you out of the bed. If you haven't had your espresso, this will do the job of an espresso, this show. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. And as you can tell, I'm just a little bit excited about this one. But I think that the important thing to call out is everything we're going to share, decode, and learn from Michael Jordan relates to you if you're an athlete or not. If you're a builder, designer, creator, entrepreneur, or you're just trying to be better in life, we've got a ton of lessons about self-improvement, hard work, tackling uh, adversity, and having a vision, having a will to succeed, it's all in front of us. So I can't wait to get into the show. But before we do so, we got to give some shout outs. We got to remind people where does the Moonshots universe center around? What is the destination, Mark? Oh, the destination, the central court, the Madison, Madison Square Garden online is moonshots.io. You can find all of our previous 77 shows, the Adam Grant series, the Simon Sinek series, everything's online. Our show notes, transcriptions are there too. If you really want to get into some of the finer things that we talk about, as well as a little bit of a sneak peek into some of our upcoming shows, such as yes. the remainder of our Sports Innovator series. Absolutely. And um, we smashed the 100 reviews and ratings, uh, Mark. So we want to thank all of you uh, who've been so kind and generous with your time. And just a reminder, if you're listening to the show right now and you're able to get out your podcast app, grab it, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's the Apple iOS, whether it is Spotify, uh, give us a thumbs up, give us a rating. If you can, leave a comment because this is how folks find out about us. And we've been, as a thanks to you and your contribution, we've been rocketing up all the podcast charts. Um, and we've got some cool new countries that we've hit the top 100 in. We're in Poland for the first time, Indonesia. Check this one out, Mark. Bulgaria this week. I mean, this is so exciting to see that people far and wide are listening 
to the show. And it's really, really important that if you do get the chance to give it a rating or to give us a review, it means that other folks that you know, or perhaps folks that you don't know, can find out about the show and uh, it really helps us get the word out. Um, now, Mark, we, we got a really interesting email. Um, uh, one of these emails, so we love it when folks uh, listening to the show send us an email. Quick segue, Mark, what's the email address if folks want to sh- send us an email? It is hello at moonshots.io. Please, as you say, Mike, and- get in touch. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners. And we find, uh, we'll make sure to reply to absolutely everything that you send us. Absolutely. And um, the one I wanted to pick out uh, this week hails from New Delhi, India, from Mayank Kalra. And we wanted to say a big thank you to them for uh, hitting us up. They'd actually been digging around and found, uh, Mayank had actually found one of our old Simon Sinek shows. And uh, it was so great to hear from you. So wonderful to hear how people really love us learning out loud and sharing thoughts, learning from innovators and just trying to be just that little bit better. So thank you to all the listeners in New Delhi, India. We appreciate your feedback. But I think, Mark, has the time come? I think the time has come for us to begin our deep dive our exploration into the game and the world of Michael Jordan. I feel like I'm the most fierce competitor there is. I don't think I'm ever going to find something to equal the game of basketball for me. They talk about guys being competitors. He was the fiercest of all the competitors. I know Jesus worked seven days a week or six days. He rested on Sunday, didn't he? But Michael Jordan played on Sunday. An assassin personified that had that killer instinct. I'm not sure people really know how good this guy is. Michael Jordan at his best. There's very few people on this planet that can do this. For me, Michael Jordan was, it was a killer. It didn't matter. He wanted to come in and kill you. What motivates me is the unknown. No one knows. You know, they can all speculate, but no one really knows. And myself, I didn't know. You know but that, I didn't let that stop me. You know, and I, I let that motivate me more so than anything. That you know, as long as it's unknown, that means I have a chance. You know, and that's the way I, pers- I pursued my whole career. No matter what the game is, or who you're playing against, you have to want the ball. The clock pressure. You block all that out. All you think about is what you have to do to win. That's why I love the end of the game. Because it comes down to that one moment when it's all in my hand. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Flight 23. I don't always have to hit the last shot. I do have to walk away knowing I did everything I could to win the game. When you step on the floor, it doesn't matter how many times you've done it before. All that matters is that you do it now. Those are the moments you put in the hours of practice for. Those are the ones you never forget. 
I never feared about my skills, you know, because I put in the work. Work ethic eliminates fear. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you, what you're capable of doing, what you're not. I've never been afraid. I mean, obviously you're nervous, but afraid means you're not confident in your skills. I have total confidence in my skills, so I'm not afraid. Be true to the game, because the game will be true to you. If you try to shortcut the game, then the game's going to shortcut you. If you put forth the effort, you know, good things will be bestowed upon you. you know, that's truly about the game. And in some ways, that's about life, too. Hoo-ha! Now, that is an ultimate competitor, Mark. And there was a lot in that. Some of those clips will be expanded upon throughout the show, but this sets the scene. This sets the the kind of environment, sets the universe in which Michael Jordan inhabited. And you hear a lot inside of what he said in that clip around hard work, about possibilities, about him turning up every single day. And I want to remind everyone that this applies to every single one of us, no matter what we're doing. It is really a fundamental thing we're going to learn today that it is the choice you make about your mindset is the single most determinant factor in your success. And when you have this all lined up and ready to go, amazing things can happen. So, Mark, is your appetite ready for a ton of lessons from none other than Michael Jordan? It is. And look, just to build on what you're saying, it's a great, um, you know, inspirational character study, that very, very sneak peek. Like you say, it's teasing a little bit of the lessons that we're going to talk about today. For me, I'm really excited to get into it because I do have moments where I, I you know, question my abilities and, you know, ultimately that comes down to confidence. But when you listen to Jordan talking then, and again, like we said at the beginning of the show, it transcends sport and it trickles into business and our everyday lives. He did everything he could to win the game. And that inspires me and pushes me to do everything that I can. There's no fear that, that I should have when I'm approaching my business or, or, or work or to-do list. <laughs> you know, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm really excited now to get into the next few clips because then we can start learning about that little bit of learning and, and, and resilience. And Mike, in fact, why don't we just jump straight into the next clip? You know, maybe, <laughs> why don't we really get into Jordan talking about what it takes to put in and get out the, the best version of yourself, this idea of hard work. And the first clip that we're going to delve into now is Jordan really talking about how important practice it's this this whole thing about your you practicing. I mean, if you talk to any of your teammates, they would say, even if they saw something in the game, it's like, shoot, you should have saw him Thursday. The practice with you was like like they had a game instead of a practice. And when I got to the pros with Kevin Lockery, you know, when I was drafted number three, Kevin Lockery used to put me on the starting five. Killing the second five, but he wanted to test me out. So we can be, we, let's say we're going to eight, and it can be five to one. 
for five to two against the second team. And if you lose, you got to run. He would switch me in the middle of the game to the second team. And I'm saying, well, okay, you're trying to prove a point. Boom, we'll bounce back and win the game. Those are all training tools for me. And every day in practice was like that to me. It was a competition. So when the game comes, there's nothing that I haven't already practiced. It's a routine. You know, whatever happens in the game now, okay, I've done this before. Jordan for the win. Got it! At the buzzer, he's done it again! Was fear of failure a motivator? Uh, I, ne- I, if, I never feared about my skills, you know, because I put in the work. Put him away, MJ. Work ethic eliminates fear. Yes. You know, so if you put forth the the work, then what are you fearing? You know what you're capable of doing, what you're not. I practice as if I'm playing in a game. So when the moment comes in the game, it's not new to me. That's the beauty of the game of basketball. That's the reason why you practice. That's the effort. So when you get to that moment, you don't have to think. Instinctively, things happen. Work eliminates fear, Mark. This is such a huge thought because when we are scared, and I talk about public speaking a lot, when I'm too nervous, when I'm scared to talk, what that is telling me is I haven't done the work, I haven't done the preparation beforehand. And what we hear here, Mark, is he puts all the work in at training so he can be great in the game. I think this is a very, very powerful lesson. I mean, for me, I think it actually might be one of the most powerful lessons uh, in you know recent memory, <laughs> not to big it up too much, but this I think is so, so true across every industry, sector, and mindset. Once you've cracked that worth ethic, and once you work as hard as you possibly can, you have that confidence. So that lack of confidence that I was just referencing in myself, mm. you know, if I, if I turn the mirror around for a second, it's probably because I haven't done the hard work. And it's probably because I don't know the subject well enough. And when you're preparing for a, a keynote speech, Mike, I would love to hear your sort of techniques as to how you do prepare and give yourself that confidence? You know, do you um, record it in advance? Do you uh, do a practice walkthrough? What are, you, what are your techniques when you're, when you're, what is, what is your practice? Yeah. So for me, so to answer your question around, um, you know, doing a big presentation um, with, with a, a group of people, like with a client or alternatively, uh, in a public forum, it, it is all about preparation. I've talked about the seven-day rule before, but I'll t- I'll get into a little bit of uh, the practices that I use to try and be better. Number one, I'll write the outline a week out. Number two, I will rehearse the speech no less than five times before I give it. I will record the speech with the voice memo app on my phone and listen to it as I walk to work and make little notes to myself about, oh, that didn't sound quite right. I try to get myself to the point either when talking with clients, giving public speeches, or just talking about my practice that I know it so deeply and so intuitively that it just comes out. 
Mm. Like I'm, you know, when you're, when you're giving a talk, you're like, you're trying to think, oh, what comes next? Mm. That means you've not prepared enough. When you just tell the story and it just flows outside of you, that's where you want to get to. So a great way to know, let's say uh, you or any of the listeners are giving a big uh, presentation tomorrow. I would be looking to uh, do a full run through before uh, at the end of the day and I might listen back to it and then in the morning I need to be able to write out like a half page of bullet points about the key topics I'm going to cover in the talk. If I can do that unaided as uh, recalling that actively, right, Um Go have a listen to our Cal Newport shows if you want to learn more about how to do that. If you can just sit there in the morning and just write out your talk intuitively with flow without looking at your notes, then that's a very good sign that you know your stuff. For me, that's the practice. But more widely yet, Mark, for me, writing every day, writing a journal, uh, writing articles, making masterclasses, this is my practice. Um, and doing this show with you, funnily enough, just to make this a little meta, (laughs) (laughs) this is my practice. What's yours? Oh, I mean, (laughs) first of all, what a number of terrific, um, you know, tips you've just, you've just highlighted. Like you say to our listeners, do go and check out Cal and the series on, on, on his amazing work, because there's a lot of great tips on how to become you know, a straight A student. So for me, I totally agree with the recording aspect. And I've done that before. If I'm due to, I haven't, you know, necessarily got to uh, uh, the keynote stage, but if I'm briefing a huge amount of people before or during a project, for me, I will record myself giving that uh, talk or, or at least pitch. And then I will, like you, listen to it on the morning of the session to you know, stimulate my brain into that. Mm, I'm also mm. a firm believer in talking somebody through things without having notes or uh, prompts. So I, I, I love taking notes. I'm taking notes as you and I are recording this episode. For example, I, I take notes all the time on a number of different um, mediums. But what I like is when I can put that down and explain the idea to somebody without my notes, because then like MJ is talking to us about, you know, that worth ethic eliminates the fear. And when you're in that great flow, when you know the subject so well, it is such a confidence boost that you yes. you can just sit back. You've already practiced. There's no, like, like Jordan's saying to us, he's not out on the court and he's experiencing something he's never seen before because he's already experienced everything in the practice run. And that's yeah. such and a he's great... Worked, he- yeah, he, he's worked. He's worked so hard in practice that working hard in the game is he's just used to it. It doesn't feel like oh, some big moment. No, it's just how he does it. Totally. And so you know, for me, if anything, it's it's a little bit inspiring to hear uh, from Jordan as well as yourself, which is right. If I've got a spare moment, if I've got a um, time in my day or weekend or whatever it might be when I think, oh, you know what? I could do a little bit of X. You know, obviously it's really important to give yourself the break, of course. 
that's where, you know, step one, I suppose. But the idea of, okay, well, let me just go over it one more time. If I'm feeling a little bit anxious about something, let me mm-hmm. reread it. Let me research it. I'll go on YouTube. Uh, maybe I'll listen to one of the other 77 shows on the Moonshots podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Great preparation. <laughs> which, which would just get me thinking in that way. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. There, there's something there that is almost a reminder to me that, that more can be done. And I think that's what Jordan's yeah. telling us. Yeah. So I think the big takeout here for all of us is what is your training room? What's your gym? What's your practice for the mm. big game? Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, Mark, I see a lot of people in work just don't put in the practice. They don't put in the work. People mm-hmm. just don't know their stuff well enough. Yeah. So if you make this decision to know your stuff, I believe that you already are ascending because if you've decided to put in the hard work, it really opens you up to this next idea from Michael, which is, and this is where we're going to get really meta and it's so powerful, is he doesn't stop the hard work. In fact, hard work is a continuum for him because he believes to always be improving. It's almost like potential has no limit, which is just insane. So let's have a listen to the man himself, Michael Jordan, talking about always improving. You know, I never feel that I'm at my best. I feel I still have room to improve. I still set goals for myself to strive for. Uh, I'm never complacent with what I've achieved. Uh, even though it's been very successful for me, I still feel I have a lot to prove, not just as a player, but as a person, as a father, to some extent uh, as a role model uh, in all aspects. Um, so I'm never really too complacent with myself or with what I've achieved. When I get to a point where I feel I can improve as a player, I walk away from the game. I still feel that I have a plateau that you know, I hadn't reached yet in terms of my skills or my, my expectations of myself. You know, I'm always gonna expect myself to do you know, certain things or surpass certain things. As long as I believe that, then you know, my road to success is gonna continue to expand. Mm. You know, even though, you know, he's the greatest basketball player of all time, what he's saying to us here is he, even he has room to improve, you know, once he notices it and, uh, you know, he adopts this never be complacent attitude, it empowers him to, you know, go and explore ways to continue improving. You know, if you are always expecting something more of yourself and you're reflecting on how you're performing and you're considering your reaction to things or, mm. you know, your performance on the court or, or in the office, in the, in the boardroom, so to speak, that work hard attitude and that never fear attitude that we, you know, we heard in the previous clip just keeps on going. You know, you can always be that best version of yourself, I think is what Jordan is saying. And, and again, that's, that's a challenge, right? Wouldn't you say? It's a challenge to always be working your hardest and never being complacent. It is. It is. And um, I think I think what I try to do is find the right level between um, being in the moment and saying well done 
And whilst on the other hand, I was saying, okay, there's more, right? I, I think I was very guilty in the early part of my career of being so relentless that I probably failed to be in the moment a bit and I exhausted myself as well. Um, so you have to be a little careful here. But what I love is, again, we're taught it's mindset. Um, basically, Jordan's saying, um, yeah, there's always room to improve. The possibilities are endless, um, you know. Um, and I think that isn't that just exciting that clearly the best ever basketball player in history is like, nope. There's room to improve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and like, like, okay, you're right. There is the, the the other side of this coin is we all should take a moment to say well done either to ourselves or to colleagues when something great is achieved. And I don't think the Clippers, Jordan, saying, "Hey, look, when I got the championship, I wasn't complacent." You know, I'm sure he did celebrate. I mean, even. Um, you know, one of my favorite sportsmen of all time, Johnny Wilkinson, you know, he uh, found it a challenge sometimes to be complacent. You know, he, even when he won the, uh, the World Cup, let's not dwell on that too much. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't, don't want to make anything bitter. But he, he said, you know, as soon as, as, as they were done, he went straight back into practice. And I think actually upon reflection, you know, I, I did some work with him back in my time in, in the UK. He actually said he was too hard on himself and he should have taken a moment to, to breathe and, and look on the positive and say, well done. But at the same time, again, on the other side of that coin, is this drive that both Jordan as well as Johnny Wilkinson are saying, which is keep on working hard. Don't be complacent. If you can go that little bit extra, go that extra mile or that extra inch, as Al Pacino once told us, um, you know, that's great. And then we can eventually look back and say, we did everything we could. We worked mm. as hard as we could. Mm. And, and that's where I would yeah. be. I totally agree. I, I, I think we've established a, such a good baseline, which is hard work and always improving as just two of the many, many, many lessons we can take from Michael Jordan, who was really, in the end, the ultimate competitor. And just to give you a sense of things, if you – are uh, one of our younger listeners and you're thinking, yeah, but, you know, LeBron's pretty great. Well, let me help you here. Um, <laughs> Michael Jordan has won six championships, LeBron three. Michael Jordan has been the MVP in every single world champ finals for the NBA that he played in. Wow. I mean. and the guy goes away in the middle of his career to play baseball for two years. And many criticize his baseball career, but do you realize that his batting average was only 202? But to give you an idea, there were first round draft uh, rookies in the Chicago side that didn't bat as well as Jordan, and he'd been an NBA player all his life. Mm. So it is amazing because he then came back to basketball and if you have watched The Last Dance, 
you will know that he came back hungrier, tougher, and more mentally strong than you could ever have imagined. Uh, So he won three in a row, spent some time out, came back, and his first full season back, he won it again and the next two consecutive ones. Mark, before we go into the next bevy of clips where it's all about mental models, which have got lessons brimming for all of us, if someone wants to check in on some of the the past shows, to where do they journey in this wonderful constellation of websites? Please direct yourselves to moonshots.io. All of our show notes are archived shows and episodes, um, a sneak peek at some of the future coverage that we'll be doing, uh, transcripts, everything, a, a plethora of stuff is all online at moonshots.io, including our recent Adam Grant series, who also delves into this idea of resilience, of hard work. You know, he, he referenced a few classical painters and composers who, a lot like Jordan, weren't always stuck into one thing. They managed to pick up hobbies, try different things. And the only reason why they're successful, arguably, is because of that ability to move around a little bit try something new, be creative. And I think that's, you know, what we found out in the grant series was this idea of innovation can be anywhere, no matter what your, your sector is. So even with Jordan becoming a, a baseball player, that's an innovation. That's him going to try something new. Uh, yes. I think great. And f- absolutely fearless, absolutely fearless. And that really goes to the heart of how he sees the world. You might even say, Uh, his mental models. And now what we're going to do is to throw ourselves deep into some of the thinking that led to him being not only the greatest basketballer of all time, but the highest paid athlete of all time. Uh, The Air Jordan brand is so massive. Um, So, I mean, if you just... You know, being the best basketball player wasn't enough. He just happens to have created one of the biggest brands in the world <laughs> together with Nike. But let's now, let's like root ourselves in, in how he thinks cognitively, what's going on up there and what happens when he's practicing hard and he's always trying to improve, but he fails. Let's, let's listen to Michael Jordan talking about how we can fail your way. To success. I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why. Oh, I mean, talk about inspiration. You know, this is, this is a great little mental model coming through in a, a pretty world-famous Nike ad. This is Jordan saying, it's okay to fail. I mean, imagine being the greatest basketball, of all time, uh, basketball player of all time, being in 26 game-winning moments that he could go and, and win the game, but he's missed it. But he still comes back mm-hmm. the next day. He still turns mm-hmm. up. He has that resilience and that ethic that powers him through. He's not, you know, lounging around feeling sorry for himself. He's 
getting up, dusting himself off and trying again. And that trying again just keeps on getting him better. For me, uh, you know, if I turn the, 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 the mic around for a second, I think there have been moments when I've felt like I've lost the game winning shot. <laughs> and, you know, you do want to take a moment to question everything around you. What led to it? Am I doing the right thing? Is this my passion? But that's okay because like Jordan's saying to us, just take that moment to uh, turn it into a bit of an opportunity to learn. And, and the reason why I could be successful is because of those experiences that I've, that I've gone and done. What, what, do you, what do you get from that, Mike? So here's the interesting thing. If you look at failure as the opportunity to learn and it brings you closer to success, well, then number one, the failure doesn't feel quite as bad. If you know that failure is a legitimate step on the way to success, then you're like, okay, that sucked, didn't feel great, but I know that's part of me getting closer to being successful. I think that's really important to know because, and here's the big one, when faced with failure, most of us give up. Mm. When faced with it didn't work out, we reject it. You know, the classic thing, I've been guilty of is if I fail in a game, oh, well, that game doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I don't like it anyway. I don't want to yeah. play that game. The game sucks. Yeah. But let's be true. That's just me being hurt, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's really interesting, I think if you just go, it sucks, but I know it's part of the journey. The beauty is that whatever you're trying to do, you will know that most of the other people trying to do the same thing as you will give up yeah. because that's human nature. So. There's, there's this great uh, investor, Paul Graham, and we've done a show with him. Check it out on the archive, moonshots.io. He talks about survival is success because most companies fail. And in all of this, what we are seeing is this dedication to hard work is a huge theme across the 78 shows. Hard work and persistence, but then where we go next level, Michael Jordan, Zaha Hadid, uh, the architect, both of them were able to see adversity and failure as actually fueling their success. It made them stronger. And I think if we look at things in our lives, personal, professional, or anything in between, and just say, okay, that sucked, but I know that's part of the journey. I know I'm going to fail my way to success. I think this reframes everything, and then we don't give up. And what's fantastic about that, like you say, we, we, we've seen Zaha, we've seen the lessons. Adam Grant, episode 76, um, when we covered originals, Beethoven, Mozart, they, their hit rate of uh, composed tracks versus all of the work that they did in the past, not everything succeeded. You don't come out with your game-winning shot every single time. But like you say, Mike, just to, just to add to it, that you know, going through the experience and turning it into an opportunity is what we're going to see in the next clip. Because every moment, whether it's negative or positive, positive's a little bit easier, but when it's negative and you just want to look at that adversity and think, nah, forget about it, I'm out, and you want to quit, what Jordan's saying in this next clip is that that adversity is an opportunity 
for growth. Sports is a, is, is, is a tool that teaches, you know, and it teaches you bad things. It can also teach you good things. It's how you perceive those things. I've looked at every experience that I've had, negative and positive, and, and taken that as a positive. You know, if I wouldn't change anything because I think it would alter some of the other things that happened. You know, so when I look back, I can't say that I've had any bad things happen. Sure, I mean, you don't want bad things to happen, but you deal with bad things. You can't have good or you know, without bad. Mm. Toughness through adversity. Um, he's just refusing to accept things as a negative. Did you hear that at the beginning, Mark? He's just like, nope, negative, negative situation doesn't exist. Everything's positive. I'm turning everything to a positive. Isn't that amazing? So good. You know, don't you don't want to go back in time and change anything in the past, whether it's, you know, for Jordan. Well, you can't, can you? So why if you can't go back and do it a different way, then why be so beat up about the past and full of regret and disappointment? Mm. Just be, again, the mindset here is just everything's a positive, use everything. And he was phenomenal at taking the, um, the way other play- players would talk to him, at him, they would criticise him. He didn't take it to heart. And, you know, in the last dance series, it's so amazing. There's like three or four occasions where an opposing player, either on the court or in a press conference, says stuff to Mike. And Jordan just goes next level in the game. Like by the end of the show, when, when in the Utah series, in the sixth world championship, this guy has been talking uh, smack to Michael Jordan and you're literally watching the show, shouting at your television saying, dude, don't talk to MJ like that. You're going to regret it. And Michael Jordan, well, he won the, he won the series for them. He won with the shot um, and he destroyed this opposition player uh, from, from Utah Jazz. And he made him an embarrassment of him because he used that guy's criticism as a motivator for himself. Um, and so everything, he's like, you got something bad to say about me? Good, because I, I need a bit of energy for this guy. Yeah, well, like said, the energy, it's the fuel, isn't it? You know, he's, yeah. he's a sportsman. He'll be thinking about, uh, you know, every single play and attitude and so on. And what I'm hearing from you, Mike, is, you know, he's taking these moments of being called out or, or somebody's, you know, disrespecting him, whatever, and he's using it as that fire within him <laughs> to go next level, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, from a business perspective and a, and a leadership perspective, it's equally true. You know, if there are moments when you're getting, um, you know, perhaps feedback from a, a colleague or a or a, a leader or a manager or whatever, or maybe even from a, a client or external partner, if you're getting that little bit of feedback, think of it as not a personal attack against you, but think about it as a constructive opportunity to better yourself, to improve, to use it as a, a, a little bit of uh, energy beneath you that then can drive you forward. And I, I, I think what Jordan's saying here is something that, we can all try to replicate, wouldn't you say? Mm. Yeah, I, re- I really do. I, I think um, it's not easy. And I think um, 
I think the earlier thought from Jordan about failing your way to success, knowing that's just a legitimate part of the process, um, I think that's really helpful when you can can see these things coming. You're like, okay, that sucked. We'll we'll fix it. We'll sort it. I know that's just part of it. And um, you know, I I have all these little things where I where I kind of when I'm in a really challenging moment or time, I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like, number one, I'm alive. Uh, number two, I have family and friends and great colleagues and okay, take a breath. Actually, yeah, you know what? Things are okay. And um, another thing that I do is when bad news comes, when something doesn't go right, is don't avoid it. Mm. I mean, what I try to do is I try to go into the pain. I try to go into the problem as quick as possible to break it down start coming to terms with it and to start solving and getting over the hump. So I'm interested when, when you're trying to get through some adversity, do you have some practices, Mark, that, that you try to kind of get your inner Michael Jordan going? Oh, I try to ignore it for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think the natural human response is to, you know, stay away from adversity where possible. You know, it's the, it's the thrive perspective. What I've tried to, uh, you know, notice in myself as I, as I get older and so on is I, I can read my, my body pretty well. If it's feeling that little bit of anxiety, it's possible that I don't have, like we were talking about earlier, the complete confidence in what I'm doing. And the only way as Jordan's telling us to do is to be resilient. Don't be complacent. If you want to get rid of that anxiety of lack of confidence, go and work harder, go and practice. Mm. Me with, with this particular, you know, idea, which is, is what you're saying, Mike, around the going towards the pain. I think that's, I think that's a strong approach because much like ripping off a bandaid, it gets it out the way and it does turn that negative moment into that opportunity a lot quicker. I think it's very, very easy to see a, a bit of bad news as a, um, a speed bump. And mm. inevitably, you're going to have to go over it. You know, you can't go back in time. You can't mm. change the, the journey necessarily. In this case, you're going to go over it at one point or another. You might as well just keep on going on the same route and address it quicker because then you do get that moment of learning. And you do get that moment of changing the perspective into one of a positive thing. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I think from a, a practice perspective, yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to start doing that. What I do right now is, like I say, I'll, I'll recognize my, my body, my, my behavior, maybe my mindset. Um, and I will, I'll try to actively, you know, pick up the phone or call out whatever that issue might be in order to try and to try and get into improve yeah yeah so we're learning that there's a whole universe of different mental models whether it's thriving through competition hard work hard practice always seeing room for improvement and then really starting to see that you will get some bumps along the way and failure is a legitimate part of the journey and that you can actually take all of those negatives and turn them into positives. And we've talked 
a lot of these ideas we've talked through the lens of Michael Jordan himself. But what's really interesting is to hear the reflections of some of his teammates about the good and the bad of being a teammate for for Michael Jordan. And and this is uh, actually uh, a little bit that's taken from the documentary, The Last Dance. And let's have a listen now to um, guys talking about Jordan, his tenacity, his intensity, and his will to be the best. People were afraid of him. We were his teammates and we were afraid of him. And there was just fear. That's what I want to throw to you. I just throw it to you. Ignore this guy. He's gone through, but he's overplayed. The fear factor of, of MJ was so, so thick. Yeah, let's not get it wrong. He was an He was a jerk. He crossed the line numerous times. But as time goes on and you think back about what he was actually trying to accomplish, you're like, yeah, he was a hell of a teammate. He was pushing us all to be better because he wanted to win. And guess what? It worked. We kind of needed that, you know what I'm saying? I needed him to be the bad guy, the tough guy. Yeah, what's different about this clip, like you say, Mike, is until now we've really listened to Michael's intentional um, approaches to resilience, to hard work. And what's different and and interesting about this clip, you know, Scotty Pippen and so on, is you're hearing from the team receiving or noticing the benefit that Jordan was bringing to their game and to their team. Mm. But through his, again, resilience, hard work, discipline, practicing on a Sunday, you know, this, well, as well as maybe, you know, the, uh, the sharpness of, of his insults, whatever it might be, there's a, a, there's a leadership quality within Jordan that's coming through here that is positively benefiting the team. You know, his uh, commitment, focus, this mindset of constantly striving to be the best version of himself actually brings the team around him up. He was, you know, even in the episodes that I've seen, he was so committed to making the team the best version of the team. You know, he wanted the Bulls to go as far as they could. He wanted the franchise to be, you know, incredibly popular. And what's Mm. through when we listen to the team in that clip is this, um, you know, awareness of those around him and appreciation that he was the one driving them. I think that's that's a fantastic uh, metaphor for the office. You know, it's great Mm. to be surrounded by people we get on with, you can go to the pub with, whatever it might be. But actually, the, the best way to, um, you know, see positive change in, in a business scenario is probably when you're surrounded by those who are challenging you as well as the business itself to go that step further and be yes. the best version of the business that it can be. Yes. Well, you know, the funny thing is that they didn't win in his first two seasons in the Bulls. Uh, and many uh, experts um, comment that the change, the winning change, was that Jordan learnt to pass. And uh, it's absolutely fascinating uh, how important it was uh, that he learned to play as a team and not as an individual mm. and that he learnt to help those around him improve with him, that he didn't always try and take the last shot. The uh, 
Steve Kerr, the famous uh, coach of the um, the Warriors in uh, in San Francisco, um, Steph Curry and team, he was on Jordan's team, and um, they didn't get on so well at the beginning. But that towards the end, Michael actually gives Kerr a couple of times the chance to make the winning shots, or in particular in the sixth uh, championship. Uh, in the final series, Kerr changes the momentum of the series with one shot. And it was a pass from Michael to Kerr to make that shot. And you see that Kerr credits Michael trusting him Mm. was the hugest endorsement, the confidence, that's all the confidence he needed. And then after that, he was on fire. So it is so amazing that the leadership starts with being the one that gets to training first, leaves last, uh, works harder than anybody else, Th- that sets the standard, that sets the, the the body language, if you will, but then helping the others rise to the occasion. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to hear the effect that he has had. And I would say that when you compare MJ to a number of the other players, it's perhaps that he truly worked out that setting a standard and keeping the team accountable to that standard and helping those rise around him was perhaps in fact the thing that really differentiated him. That's why, you know, he won three in a row, twice in a row. So he won three, went played baseball for a couple of years, came back and won another three. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what a testament to a person who can be a pro in both sports, to be the best in one of them, to have created the biggest personalized sports brand in the planet um, that I think it's like now it's, it's like about a quarter of Nike's business is the, the Air Jordan brand. It's wow. Massive. <laughs> that it's is massive. massive. Yeah. Um, so what's so beautiful is that all the different things we've talked about on this show, Mark, all of the energy, the competitiveness, the hard work, all of this this finding uh, opportunity and hardship, all of this comes down to Michael's mental strength. And so I want to unleash upon us and our audience in all four corners of the globe, I want to unleash our last, our final thought that is a sign-off to the very essence of what makes Michael Jordan great what makes him a role model and how we can all learn from him. And it starts, it it, uh, gets good in the middle and ends with one thing and that Michael Jordan is the penultimate. He is the master of the will to succeed and said differently, it's all about mental strength. So let's, for the final time, hear from the man himself. You know, we are old. And sure, we're tired. It's been a long season, but mentally, we, we have a we have a vision, we have a finish that we have to attain. You know, and sometimes you have to do it when you're old and you're tired. You know, and I think it's the test of your will to succeed when you have to deal with you know, some of these negatives. And I'm pretty sure, you know. By the end of this playoffs, you'll see the old and the tired people were very, very young and strong mentally. Well, 
What a what a nice way to round out the the show on Jordan, eh? This mm. idea again, like you say, this continual focus on mindset once again comes through in that final trip. You mm. are what you think. <laughs> mm. If if you go out with this inner mental strength, no matter where you are in your game, no matter what your age is, if you've got that agility of your mind and more importantly, that strength of will, you can succeed. You can deal with any negatives and it doesn't yes. matter what life or the game or business or you know the culture throws at you. If you are ready for it with practice, if you're resilient with all of your team and if you've got the mental strength in yourself to deal with it, it's it's a perfect opp- opportunity to continue learning and growing. Yeah, I mean that's a perfect summation of Jordan himself. Um, he put in the work, and he thought he th- had c- total control of his thoughts. He was absolutely convicted to be the best. He wanted to be the best. He was willing to put the work in to be the best, and he undoubtedly was the best. I mean, what a fantastic example for all of us. No matter what we want to do, want to be, whether it is arts, crafts, music, film, theatre, music, entrepreneurship, technology, engineering, math, whatever, if you want it and you remind yourself every single day and work hard for it every single day, it can happen. He was absolutely tenacious and what you see is that when you have the right mental model, you can fulfill the greatest of destinies. And I think this is the gift of Michael Jordan. Hoo-ha, Mark. This oh. is some good stuff. Oh, it really is. Jordan, he's just full of so many. He's so unique in his scale and global um, uh, notoriety, I suppose is the word. But this uh, deliberate choice, you know, I think that's really what we've been circling around. He was so laser focused and so deliberate in everything that he that he did and everything that he set his mind to. That for me is the is what I'm taking away. I, uh, mm. Personally, for me, the lesson I've learned with Jordan is, you know, not only to uh, turn every negative or every experience into an opportunity to continue learning and growing but also to uh, take ownership, you know, take ownership over my choices and everything that's around me so that much like Jordan, as he said in, in one of our first clips, he did everything he could to win the game. So I'm going to do everything I can to win my game. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Winning the game starts with the mind. What a great summary, Mark. But that might be the end of the Michael Jordan show, but it's not the end of our Sports Innovator series. What's next? I'm very excited for the next one too. This is, we're going to be going and delving into one of my favorite tennis players of all time, Serena Williams and her amazing, not only career, but all of her mindset, mental models and her approach to being the best version of herself is what we'll be covering in show 79. And she's only won just a paltry 23 Grand Slam titles. Um, Oh, 23 is the number of Jordan's jersey. So that's a nice 
coincidence, isn't there it? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she's won all the majors, US Open, French Open, Women, and, of course, the Australian Open. Um, what, a, what an amazing athlete. Uh, definitely uh, one of the greatest uh, tennis players of modern times. Um, and just what an exciting change-up from Jordan to go over into the world of Serena Williams um, and obviously, you know, hailing from a f- family full of talent. Um, and um, it's just going to be so uh, interesting to see what are some of the, her mental models, techniques, habits, and tips that we can learn from becoming a tennis great, Mark. It's going to be an action-packed series. And who's going to be our third athlete who's somewhat of an outlier to both Serena and Michael, but nonetheless fascinating. Yeah, we're, we're actually going to be delving into Joe Rogan, who uh, is a fascinating and, and prolific chap um, who I'm, I'm excited to delve into. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff to, uh, to cover with Joe. You know, he's, he's, he's been very, very uh, prominent, especially in UFC and, and, and more recently the podcast space. So I'm, I'm excited. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So he was obviously a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really interesting. He was a very famous comedian. And then just because the guy doesn't have enough achievements, um, he's created the most viewed, most watched podcast in the universe, the Joe Rogan Experience, just signed the biggest podcast deal in history, $100 million to go to Spotify. We Mark, are going to be able to learn a lot from this guy. I can't wait to do both Serena and Joe. I mean, it just keeps on giving. It's pretty fun doing this learning out loud, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I, I like the the uh, honesty that, that you share, Mike, and I hope that, uh, that I'm doing the same. I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn by talking about yes. things out loud. Yes, and we like we like chatting to each other, but we like even more hearing from you, our listeners. So don't forget to shoot us an email at hello at moonshots.io or head to the site itself, moonshots.io, and uh, tell us everything that's on your mind. So we've got to the end of the ultimate mindset example the man himself, his airness, Michael Jordan. We've learned that it's hard work, overcoming adversity that helps you fail your way to success. And if you have this vision, if you have this mental model, if you have the will to succeed, whatever you dream will become your destiny. So, Mark, I think it's our destiny to to head into the office and do some work, but I hope you've enjoyed, MJ. Are you going to be uh, dropping a few three-pointers uh, in the waste paper basket later today? <laughs> yeah, if I can if I can chat, if I can manage it, yes. But what I will do, <laughs> even if I can't manage it, I'll make sure to not give up and I'll have another go. There you go. Well done. Well, thank you to you, Mark. Thank you to all of our listeners um, as they grow throughout all four corners of the world. We're so, so excited to hear from all of you. So whether it's New Delhi, Sydney or New York, tell us what you're thinking. It's great that you're part of this movement where we learn from innovators and we can become the best versions of ourselves. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you to our listeners. This is the end of the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.